Did you know that Black and White Sports is the largest independently owned conservative sports brand in the world? We have over 125,000 subscribers on YouTube and over 39 million views. Our episodes get more views than most ESPN programming every single day. And now we have exploded on podcast. We brought our episodes to podcast for you to enjoy at work, school, in the car, on the beach, wherever you choose to consume our audio. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Breaker. Subscribe now. Also, you can help sponsor the podcast for as little as 99 cents per month. The link is in the description on with the show. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup. Add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee. Mix it up. Use whipped cream, sugar, mop fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observant have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company, and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four-week emergency food kit, which will keep you well-fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks. Totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you at now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Live fans. Week one of the NFL season is not here yet. It is only days away. We're days away from the 2021 NFL season. The Dallas Cowboys are going to be taking on the defending Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dak Prescott's returning. The GOAT Tom Brady's going to be in this game. 
But if the Dallas Cowboys are to defeat and upset the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're going to have to do it without their all pro offensive guard, Zach Martin. Why, you may ask? It's because he is now tested positive for the virus. And by the way, guys, he is fully jabbed up. Let's get into this, guys. Dallas Cowboys offensive guard Zach Martin tests positive for COVID-19 out for Thursday opener versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Dallas Cowboys will be without Zach Martin for Thursday's season opener against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after the six-time Pro Bowl right guard tested positive for the coronavirus and landed on the reserve COVID-19 list. Because of the return to play protocols, Martin will not be cleared in time to play, although he is vaccinated. A fully vaccinated player can return return to play in five days if he does not have symptoms following two negative tests separated by 24 hours. The unvaccinated player faces at least a 10 day quarantine. Now, here's the thing, guys. If this game was actually on a Sunday, Zach Martin would be good to go, I think. But since he tested positive today and the game is actually on Thursday, he will have to sit out for five days. Now, hopefully he doesn't have any symptoms. I highly doubt that he is. He's a world class athlete and he's already actually received the jab. It goes on. It says, quote, he's frustrated, obviously, Coach Mike McCarthy said. But hey, this is the world we live in right now. Now, this will be a much bigger deal if Zach Martin didn't get the jab. We know that Uh, NFL players that don't want the jab. If this happened, they will be out for 10 days. But my thing is. What if Zach Martin still after uh, five days still tested positive? Would there be outrage? What's the deal? Probably not. I mean, the players that don't want the jab, they're the ones that's getting vilified. But right here, you have a player that got the jab and still tested positive and he's going to miss a game. He's actually going to miss a game. The loss of Martin is a huge blow for an offense that did not take a full, did not take a snap fully together in the preseason. The Cowboys held out quarterback Dak Prescott because of a right shoulder strain and will face a Buccaneers run defense that was the best in the NFL last season. Now, without Zach Martin, this is definitely going to be a tough uh, game for the Cowboys to win. And just to give a prediction, I wasn't going to pick my Cowboys anyway. I know I'm a Cowboys fan, but they're going up against the GOAT. And when you go up against the defending Super Bowl champion in week one, that's extremely difficult. It really, really is. And without Zach Martin, man, that's just going to leave a hole on that offensive line. Um, it says the projected office starting offensive line, Tyron Smith, Connor Williams, Taylor Biadez, Martin and Liddell Collins played just three series together in four preseason games. Without Martin, with Martin out, Connor McGovern was started right guard. He started eight games last season, six of which came when Martin was out because of injury. Collins is dealing with a stinger issue, but has been cleared to return to practice Sunday. As Will Williams, who has missed the past two weeks, at a stint on the COVID-19 list as well. 
So the Cowboys here have multiple players that dealt with this. This is going to be an ongoing thing, I believe, uh, for the rest of the season here. Um, let's be honest, guys. The virus isn't going anywhere. And this actually may be something we're just going to have to learn how to deal with, uh, to tell you the truth here. Because people that are getting vaccinated, they're still getting the virus. NFL players that are vaccinated, they're still getting the virus. Now, nobody's really getting sick too much, I would say, from from this. But we're in a different world right now. Even Tom Brady said that um, this season would, would be difficult because of uh, the virus and everything like that. I'm thinking it's probably strictly because of the protocols that have been put in place. I really do. But Zach Martin out for the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are going to have to try to defeat the defending Super Bowl champions without Zach Martin, who is fully jabbed up. But he has the virus. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white live fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Live. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, black and white live fans, the 2021 NFL season is fast approaching. Week one, it will be the Dallas Cowboys, my Dallas Cowboys, versus the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by the GOAT Tom Brady. Now, Tom Brady won the Super Bowl in February of this year, a very, very different uh, type of atmosphere. I believe there was only somewhere around 6,000 fans in attendance during that Super Bowl. But he won his seventh Super Bowl, and it was an absolute wipeout, folks. The Buccaneers beat the Kansas City Chiefs, who were the defending Super Bowl champions at the time, 31-9. And Tom Brady became the Super Bowl MVP for a record fifth time. He broke his own record, actually, folks. But, however, guys, entering this season here, there's been a whole lot of news about NFL players getting a jab, not getting a jab. You have uh, players like Cole Beasley, Kirk Cousins. They don't want to get the jab. But however, now we find out that Tom Brady definitely has gotten a jab because Bruce Arians came out and said that the Buccaneers are 100% vaccinated. Good for them. If they want to do it, that's fine. I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. You do what's best for you. But however, folks, we found out today, actually just probably about an hour ago, that Tom Brady after the Super Bowl parade, tested positive for the virus. Now, guys, chances are, really, he probably ended up being positive during the Super Bowl because only a few days after um, the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl parade in Tampa Bay happened. It was on a boat. And then shortly after that, Tom Brady tested positive. So chances are he probably played that Super Bowl positive for the virus. It probably just came up negative, And we know that sometimes it takes a few days or so before a positive test can be confirmed. OK, now it's not really shocking to me whatsoever that he tested positive. You want to know why, folks? It's because football is a contact sport. 
there is no social distancing. I mean, the NFL has all these rules in place. You know, if you're unvaccinated, you got to wear a mask here, there, whatever, whatever. But however, when you're on that field, folks, there is no social distancing. It's the hurt game. It's the hit game. So let's say, for example, that uh, Tom Brady didn't have the jab. And he was sat by a player on the opposing team that didn't have the jab. That player on a sack could realistically pass the virus on to Tom Brady. So that's pretty much why I don't really agree with these uh, rules the NFL has in place. I really don't. It's a contact sport. You can't social distance. Your hands are on another man. That's just the way it is. But here you see it says Tom Brady says he tested positive for COVID-19 after Super Bowl parade. Now, guys, there were a lot there was a lot of controversy with the uh, that Super Bowl parade because remember, Tom Brady was actually throwing the uh, Lombardi trophy from one boat to the other. And the uh, the daughter of the man who came up and invented the Lombardi trophy designed of it. She got triggered by that and she wanted an apology from Tom Brady. She didn't get one. OK. It says here, Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady said he tested positive for COVID-19 in February after the team's Super Bowl parade. He told the Tampa Bay Times on Saturday. He shared he tested positive after the festivities just two days after Coach Bruce Arians announced the Bucs are 100 percent vaccinated ahead of the 2021 season. The infamous Tampa Bay Boat Parade saw saw headline after headline after the Bucs won their first Super Bowl since 2003. Imagine this, folks. I'm a Cowboys fan. The Buccaneers, who for the most part have been pretty pathetic over 20 years, have two Super Bowls and the Cowboys don't have any. Think about that. Mind blowing. But anyway, Brady went viral not just for tossing the Lombardi trophy from his boat to another, but a video of him visibly wobbling and needing help walking also made the rounds. Yeah, because people were uh, speculating that he had a little bit too much to drink. Now, looking to go back to back, Brady stressed the importance of dealing with COVID-19, given how restrictions are beginning to loosen. Quote, I think. I think it's going to be challenging this year, he told the Tampa Bay Times. I actually think it's going to play more of a factor this year than last year because of the way what we're doing now and what the stadium is going to look like and what the travel is going to look like and the people in the building and the fans. Yeah, he's probably right about that because depending on what city you're in, man, there's all kind of vaccine mandates. Like if you're a fan, you want to go to a game like in New Orleans, for example, you have you got to have your papers. I don't believe that's the case in Tampa Bay. I mean, it's it's going to be pretty interesting, pretty crazy, you know, with all the regulations and everything. And when you're watching watching games, you're going to be seeing certain players come out the game and then they're going to have a mask on the sideline. That's going to be red flag that they have not gotten the jab. But in the case of Tampa Bay, we know that every single player has gotten a jab. And Tom Brady has confirmed that he actually had the virus. Now, he didn't go into any details on any kind of symptoms. Did he have any? I'm not really sure. I mean, these NFL players are tested uh, quite a bit. Uh, it's possible that he could be asymptomatic because we know the way he eats. He take he takes care of his body like nobody else. So if he did, you know, maybe he didn't have any symptoms. Maybe he did. Uh, not exactly sure when he even got the jab, to tell you the truth. I'm assuming that it was sometime after he tested positive, but. Not really sure. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white live fans. Tom Brady had the virus. 
And he also now has the jab. He has confirmed all of that. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Live. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Live fans, we need to talk about Patriots head coach Bill Belichick because it seems like he is in hot water with the NFL's chief medical officer. Now, we know that uh, Bill Belichick actually released Cam Newton. Cam Newton is a free agent. And there's been speculation that since Cam Newton never got the jab, he was released because of the jab. Now, Bill Belichick came out and said it did not play a role in his decision to release Cam Newton. Okay, fine. It is what it is. You can believe what you want to believe on that. But however, Bill Belichick went one step further on comments about people who have been infected with the, with the virus and their vaccine status. And so let's go ahead. Let's dive into this because the chief medical officer to the NFL has pretty much called Bill Belichick a liar. So let's go ahead. Let's dive into this, guys. NFL's chief medical officer pushes back on Bill Belichick's comments regarding vaccinations. Now, this is what Belichick said about um, the number of uh, people infected. I guess he's talking about on the Patriots that actually have the jab versus that don't have the jab. Bill Belichick said, th- said this, quote, you guys keep talking about that. And I would just point out that I don't know what the number is. And he's clear on that. He said he doesn't know what the number is. I mean, you guys can look it up. You have the access to a lot of information, but the number of players and coaches and staff members that have been infected by COVID in his training camp around the NFL who have been vaccinated is pretty high. He says that. So I wouldn't lose sight of that. We have other players on the team who aren't vaccinated, as I would say, probably does every other team in the league. We had minimal throughout the league. There have been. There have been a number of quite a high number, I would say, of players who have had the virus who have been vaccinated. So the implication that vaccination solves every problem, I would say that has not been substantiated based on what's happened in training camp throughout the NFL this year. Close quote. Now, that is what Belichick said. And we know for a fact that uh, Mike Drable, he actually got the jab. And guess what? He tested positive. And we know that just because you don't you don't um, have the jab or you do have the jab, I should say, it doesn't mean that you can't catch the virus and spread the virus. It's clear as day. But I believe what triggered the chief medical officer is, is that Bill Belichick says that the amount of people that's been vaccinated and still got the virus was pretty high. So now I don't even know who the NFL's chief medical officer was. His name is Alan Seals, and he has come out and he's pretty much put Bill Belichick on blast with his own own information that he wanted to put out there. He said, quote, we released our data last week from the first three weeks of August, 
and that data has consistently shown higher rates of infection in unvaccinated players than in vaccinated players. Seals told Judy Batista of NFL Media via Matt Latour of MassLive.com. Quote, that was true at intake when they first came in the training camp, and it was true during the first three-week period of August that we released. From a medical perspective, go to any major medical center in the country, and as you walk around, those patients who are hospitalized, those who are in ICU, you see the evidence of the vaccines are working. Now, he's talking about going across the country. I'm talking about more the NFL here. These guys are world-class athletes, okay? So it's highly unlikely that they would actually end up in ICU or the hospital here. I believe that he was freaking out because Bill Belichick said a high number of players who actually got the jab still got infected. You know, I mean, it's possible, you know, that could be the case. I don't know. But the chief medical officer says, oh, no, that is not the case. Is he just trying to save face on this? Trying to not, um, you know, promote fear out there of the vaccine? Could be. I mean, I don't really know for sure. But I find it interesting that he had to come out and basically say that Bill Belichick is a liar because we know this whole um, vaccine thing is completely political and NFL teams are doing whatever they can to make sure all their players actually get the jab. The NFL rules are set in place uh, to actually make your life a whole lot easier if you actually do go out there and get the jab. But, uh, Seals um, admits that some vaccinated players are getting COVID, but he points out that the major reality that the anti-vax crowd chooses to ignore the vaccinated recovery recover much more quickly and are far less likely to, you know, die. Quote, we know the vaccines are working, Seals said. What we are seeing are some vaccinated people who test positive, but their illness tends to be very short and very mild. And that's exactly what the vaccines were designed to do. Let's all remember the vaccines were designed to prevent serious illness, hospitalizations and death. They're doing a terrific job so far, not only in the NFL, where we haven't seen any serious cases, but in society as a whole. Now, you haven't really seen any serious cases in the NFL as far as the players go, because these guys are world class athletes. OK, and this is Mike Florio. Um, who wrote this article here. And of course, he's agreeing with um, uh, the chief medical medical officer. I'm not giving an opinion on this. Uh, Bill Belichick. I mean, he's around his teammates every day. I mean, his players every day. So maybe he knows the Patriots a little bit better than the doctor. I don't know. I'm not giving any type of opinion on this, but I just want to kind of bring this to light here that I found it interesting that the chief medical officer for the NFL would actually come out and Pretty much call Bill Belichick a liar on this. So, but you guys make up your own decision on this. Are you with Belichick or are you with um, uh, Seals? What's his name? Um, Seals, Dr. Seals. That's all I know. Chief Medical Officer for the NFL. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and White Live fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Live, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time.
on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Live. Well, we're going to talk about what was my favorite NBA athlete of all time, Charles Barkley. And I've said before, and I'll say it again, I don't agree with a lot of what Charles has to say. Sometimes Charles drops some gems that are full of truth. Unfortunately, this is not one of those times that, yeah, he certainly can give an opinion, but why he would jump out there and attack an entire section of the country, I don't know. Again, if you want to get the jab, great. I support you. If you don't, great. I support your decision to make a personal choice. Uh, I'm just going to come right out and say it. I have the Wuhan virus right now. That's right. Tested positive yesterday, and I'm going to get treatment next week. It looks like the antibody treatment. So uh, it is what it is, uh, like a sinus infection. Okay, that's what I feel like. Uh, I understand it hits people differently. And uh, so YouTube, don't slam this video, okay? Um, They made us take one down yesterday. We said it had misinformation in it. I, I don't know what was misinformation about it. I broke a story um, with Jason Whitlock as a source. So it is what it is. Uh, anyway, let's get to this. And oh, Charles, 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 Charles. Charles Barkley slams idiot anti-vaxxers concerned about microchips. Everybody's got a cell phone. Okay. Basketball Hall of Famer and NBA superstar NBA analyst Charles Barkley has gone full force in pleading with people to get vaccinated against COVID-19. Charles, do you believe attacking people is the way to get that done? I can tell you right now, some people won't go get it just out of spite. Okay? Co-hosting Mike Mazzelnelli show on Philadelphia's 97.5 The Fanatic. Has every town got a station called The Fanatic? Barkley encouraged professional athletes to champion the vaccine. Charles, that's just what we need is more athletes out there uh, throwing out virtue signaling and pushing their political ideologies on people. That's just what we need. Citing their ability to keep getting paid during the pandemic while others lost their livelihoods. Quote, for us to be selfish and not trying to help the world get back to where we can take these stupid masks off and go out to dinner in full restaurant, I just think it's selfish. Charles, we do that in Texas now, okay? Uh, Quote, I've heard these idiots talk about chips in it, and I've heard people talking about the government wants to follow us around. They can follow us around anyway. Everybody's got a cell phone. And first of all, what are you doing that you're worried about people following you around? No, it's just our our right to uh, our privacy, dude. I mean, really? Come on. Barkley... Strong comments in favor of the vaccine came less than a week after the basketball star held a rally in his home state of Alabama. His, quote, get stuck with Chuck (laughs) vaccine drive urged Alabamans to get inoculated against COVID while the state still has a dangerously low vaccination rate. Alabama is no longer last in the country, surging ahead of Mississippi with eyes on Wyoming next. When I was in Alabama, I heard, well, I don't like people to tell me what to do. You don't get the vaccine for yourself, moron. You get it for the people around you, Barkley blasted. 
adding that he doesn't understand people who are refusing to get the vaccine, quote, to try and prove a point. I decided I'm going to ride this living thing as long as I can, Barkley said on The Fanatic. I don't know what it's like to be dead, but anything that's going to keep me alive, I'm going to try to do it. Let's ride it out. And, um, wow. So Charles decided to go rather hard on people that have decided against getting vaccinated. I don't love that, Charles. I'm just letting you know. I don't like it at all, actually. Um, I do feel like it's your own personal choice between you and your family to sit down and make a decision. You can do what you feel like you need to do based on what maybe your actual medical professional is telling you to do, whoever that may be, okay? Um, The other thing i got a problem with is, once again, we've got athletes or somebody involved in sports. This is, uh, look, whether people like it or not, we didn't make this a political issue. It was made a political issue, especially with the mainstream media, all right? It's become a political issue, and that kind of has caught on a life of its own for both sides of the party. It has, whether anybody likes it or not. And, you know, a lot of times you will hear, well, it's Trump supporters that won't get the vaccine. Well, that's not really true. I know a lot of them that's got the vaccine. I I do, okay? Uh, Now, I know people that voted for you-know-who, Biden, that has not taken it. So what does that say? I think sometimes that gets lost in a general narrative that's spread by, guess what, the mainstream media. Well, we don't like to spread mainstream media bullshit here on this channel or any other channel. So, again, if you want to get it, fine. If you don't, fine. That's up to you, okay? Um, But I do believe it's a personal decision. I don't think uh, political uh, organizations and workplaces and all that should be uh, forcing mandates down people's throats. Man. Uh, and I also don't like the fact that, um, you know, you got to show a flash of card like this is Germany in WW2 to get somewhere and get stuff done. That's a, in my opinion, that's a slippery slope we don't want to go down. We just don't. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. You know what, Black and White Sports fans, when you look at the Bishop Sycamore story and scandal scamming ESPN, the lies, everything like that. One would actually think that this was made straight out of Hollywood. It seems like a Hollywood movie playing out in real life. But folks, it's not a movie. It really did happen. Bishop Sycamore was embarrassed on TV by IMG Academy on ESPN and lost 58 to nothing. The whole thing about Bishop Sycamore is a 100% complete lie. Now, folks, I've never seen anything like this in my life. And I've been around a while. I'm in my 40s. I've never seen anything like this when it comes to sports. How did a school, in quotations, because apparently they're not a real school, how did this even start? What are the origins of this? Now, I put up a video on that, and we kind of know the origins of Bishop Sycamore, a.k.a. uh, Christians of Faith Academy, a.k.a. another name also. 
this is reality, folks. It happened. Okay. Bishop Sycamore and the people that run it scammed a whole bunch of people. And the true victims in all of this is the kids. But now, guys, check this out. Kevin Hart and Rich Paul. This kind of moved pretty fast here. They're actually going to be developing a docudrama about Bishop Sycamore. I'm pretty sure a lot of people have a lot of questions about how did all of this happen? And it's going to play out, I guess you could say, in a Hollywood type of way, because this seems like something made up in Hollywood. But over here on Deadline, it says years craziest football tale leading to ESPN televised 58 to nothing slaughter of Bishop Sycamore High at hands of elite IMG Academy gets docudrama quarterback by Kevin Hart and Rich Paul. Now, what I find interesting about Bishop Sycamore or Christians of Faith Academy, they try to use Christian names to scam people. This is definitely not Christian like if you ask me. And we already know that these athletes that were supposed to be students at Bishop Sycamore, they weren't even provided with food and they had to go out and steal. One of their own former uh, players actually came out and admitted that. But let's read this here. It says Kevin Hart's Heartbeat Productions is teaming up with youth entertainment company, Complex Networks, Clutch Originals and Haven Entertainment on what they say will be the definitive documentary series on one of the wildest sports tales of 2021. The story of Bishop Sycamore High School's, in quotations, football team. On the heels of tricking ESPN into airing one of his games, the alleged fake high school from Columbus, Ohio, quickly rose to global attention after becoming embroiled in a litany of controversies, including age concerns, which I just found out a few days ago about this, arrest records, questions around the origins of the school itself, and other dark secrets. Now, Bishop Sycamore said that, that they actually had uh, Division One recruits on their team. That didn't seem to be the case as they got slaughtered so badly here. And also, there's also allegations that Bishop Sycamore was actually playing students, in quotations, that were actually over the age of 18. I've heard upwards of uh, 20 and 21 years old. Definitely not eligible to be playing high school football. It goes on here. It says most true sports tales that rise to the level of films and series focus on Ras to Riches program that led by a coach on a redemption mission pulls together a team of underdogs that beat the powerhouse rivals to win the state title. This is not that story. No, this is definitely not that that story, folks. The Bishop Sycamore High School team took a 58 to nothing whipping at the hands of the elite ING Academy, a place where many NFL careers are born whose organizers were told by Bishop Sycamore that they were in for a competitive contest. The game was televised Sunday on ESPN and fast became such a one-sided affair that the broadcast team spent less time on play-by-play and more on expressing wonder and why Bishop Sycamore was on the same field as IMG. Why the broadcasters themselves were there describing the slaughter and in expressing real concern that Bishop Sycamore players would get hurt and route. Now, ING Academy, they played each other the previous season, and the score was pretty much the same. At least uh, Bishop Sycamore did score six points, but ING Academy 
scored over 50 once again. And apparently, you know, ING Academy didn't say anything about Bishop Sycamore. Maybe they didn't actually know about all of the scamming, the uh, all the illegal stuff that Bishop Sycamore was doing. Uh, the head coach has since been fired and wake up questions of whether Bishop Sycamore is even a school in Ohio, much, much less an elite football program. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine has requested an investigation. Yeah, Roy Johnson, the head coach, was fired. And Roy Johnson was also a part of Christians of Faith, who actually was forced to close as well under similar circumstances. The same as uh, Bishop Sycamore. But this is going to be interesting here, guys, to actually see what will unfold from this story. How is this uh, docudrama actually going to play out? And uh, let's read here what Kevin Hart has to say about this whole thing. Quote, as soon as I started following this story, I was immediately drawn to it and knew it was something that myself and my team at Heartbeat had to had to dive into. HBP thrives in the docuseries space, Hart said. We understand how to break down stories and capture the most interesting and honest moments in a narrative. We know this con, he actually calls it a con, comes with a robust bat story and cannot wait to share it with the world. Wow, so he even knows this whole thing is a scam. Now, Rich Paul says this. When the news first broke, it became clear to me that this clear to me that this side of the amateur athletics landscape needs to be more deeply discussed, explored, and I'm thrilled that Heartbeat Complex and Haven Entertainment shared Clutch Originals' passion for telling important and timely sports stories. This is going to be interesting to see what happens with all of this. So Bishop Sycamore, they're going to get more attention. They, I don't know if they actually wanted this kind of attention here, where the whole scam is going to be laid out for the whole world to see. And I guess this time around next time, Bishop Sycamore, I believe they can actually, you know, stop operations and then go under another name because they've done this before. And now they're in the spotlight. But Kevin Hart and Rich Paul going to make a docudrama. I don't know where it's actually going to be put on. It's still in early, early stages here. This whole Bishop Sycamore thing just came out of nowhere like a week ago. ESPN, I'm pretty sure they're going to have interviews with ESPN. Uh, former players, the Bishop Sycamore, even probably even the current players. So, but that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Sports fans, it seems like the 2020 NFL season is over for Cam Newton. Now, we all know that Cam was released by the New England Patriots. They're going with Matt Jones. There was rumblings out there that the Dallas Cowboys had interest in Cam Newton as the backup. And Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones came out and said, no, we're good. We're happy with who we actually have. Cam Newton 
a former MVP has fallen so low. And Rose put up a video yesterday saying that essentially Cam Newton doesn't seem to be very smart when it comes to actually learning the playbook. A rookie, Matt Jones, was actually helping Cam Newton with the playbook in New England. A rookie. Cam Newton's been around how long? 10 years? And Cam Newton had a full year in that system in New England. Matt Jones had none. But you know what, guys? It seems like there may may be other factors as well as to why no team wants to sign Cam Newton. And now another team you can add to the list would be the Washington football team, formerly known as the Redskins. Cowboys, Washington football team taking a pass on Cam Newton after all. Now we know about the Cowboys here. But now the Washington football team, guess who they're going with? They're sticking with the immortal Ryan Fitzpatrick. You can see right here, guys. Noon 32 lost the New England Patriots starting quarterback job to rookie Matt Jones. The Patriots promptly parted ways with Newton. He is now on the lookout for a new team. But at this point, wherever he goes, he'll be serving as the backup and maybe not even the top option. As for Washington, head coach Ron Rivera admitted that Newton drew some consideration, but added that the football team is moving forward with Ryan Fitzpatrick as a starter and Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen as the backups. Rivera, of course, coached Newton with the Panthers, so there is plenty of familiarity right there. Now, that's pretty bad, guys, when his own former coach won't even bring him in as a backup. I mean, Taylor Heineke, Kyle Allen, they are actually more valuable to the Washington football team than Cam Newton. Now, guys, we know that Ron Rivera, he is very much, you know, pro-jab, okay? Cam doesn't have the jab, and there's been a lot of speculation out there. It's going to be hard for these football players to get cut that don't get the jab to actually get Another job. So Washington, they're out on him. His own former coach out on him. What team would actually want Cam Newton, who's 32 years old? And by the way, folks, guess how old Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be this season? The man is going to turn 39, 39 years old in November. And he beat out Cam Newton for this job. And of course, we already talked about Taylor Haneke. Kyle Allen, they're more valuable to the Washington football team than Cam Newton. But let's go over here to pro football talk. Mike Florio. He says hesitation to sign Cam Newton comes from history of injuries and throwing issues. Now, I touched on this. I believe it was actually in a um, black and white live video, if I'm not mistaken, where Warren Moon was actually on with Jason Whitlock. And he said that. Cam Newton, he's 32, but his body is really more like 38. So his body is essentially the same age as Ryan Fitzpatrick. Over here, Florio says on Friday, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones was asked whether he has spoken to Patriots coach Bill Belichick about free agent quarterback Cam Newton. Jones, in a roundabout way, said that Newton can be evaluated without speaking uh, to Belichick. As one source with extensive experience evaluating NFL personnel explained it, the current issue with Cam is his history of injuries and a belief that he's not throwing the ball very well. 
And I believe that last part is true. Cam Newton is not throwing the ball very well. He hasn't done it in a while. He was pretty pathetic in New England last year. And now this year, he's more beat up. Yeah, I agree with that right there. The same source bristled uh, loudly at former uh, Patriots linebacker Rob Nikovich's recent suggestions that Newton didn't understand the playbook and that a rookie quarterback had to help him learn it. Now, that's pretty embarrassing right there, folks. Newton was with the Patriots throughout 2020. They chose to resign him less than two weeks ago. Newton was described by Bill Belichick as the starter. Offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels said the same thing a day earlier. So, guys, nobody wants this guy. Is he damaged goods at this point? Probably so. We'll have to see what actually happens with him, but it doesn't seem like anybody wants to touch Cam Newton. His 2021 NFL season is over with, and I don't believe he's going to get any old, any younger, I should say, because if he's done with this season, he'll be 33 going into next season. He is not getting any younger, and he's not getting more accurate with age. He's just not. Actually, he's never really been much of an accurate quarterback. I mean, even in that MVP season, he was actually more known for running in touchdowns than passing touchdowns. Even though I do believe that season, he actually had um, over, I think he had around 30 uh, touchdown passes, if I'm not mistaken. The only time he's ever done that. I mean, he's just not much of a passer. And then you have to bring in the virus situation to this. Not want to get the jab. I believe that Pet played a role. I really do. And I believe it's definitely going to play a role uh, with him trying to get another another job. Especially, you know, when a team is just looking for a backup. A backup. Because that's essentially what he's going to be. He's going to be a backup. Because this is a man that cannot beat out Taylor Haneke and Kyle Allen. This is coming from his own former head coach, Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera is happy with those three quarterbacks. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's never been a pro bowler. Never. Never will be. So what do you guys think of this? What do you guys think of Ron Rivera wanting to stick with these guys? And is this the end for Cam Newton when it comes to this season? And you know what? Maybe even his career. I mean, the man's career is in danger right now. Teams just don't want him. They don't want him. And apparently, you know, he had trouble learning the playbook. A whole year in New England, and he had trouble learning the playbook still. And a rookie had to help him learn the playbook. Wow. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for Black and White Live. Well, we've got some more insight into why Cam Newton may not have a gig with the New England Patriots anymore. Make no mistake, the vaccination thing was an issue. Was it the fact that he was unvaccinated 
that Bill Belichick didn't like? Not necessarily. But it was the fact that it was going to affect potential availability. Okay? And that's the big thing. All right? In fact, if i got to be honest with you, I don't think Bill Belichick agrees with the NFL's policies at all. And some of those stories are starting to come out. However, the one thing we've always known about Cam, um, especially since the Carolina Panthers sold uh, Jerry Richardson was forced to sell the Panthers, he kind of kept Cam Newton reined in a little bit. Okay, but once that happened, the gloves kind of came off. You started seeing a lot more flamboyant behavior from Cam Newton. And now you've got to wonder about Cam's football IQ. Now, I was always real high on uh, Mac Jones because I felt like Mac Jones could run that offense. Uh, Any offense in the NFL, I was very high on him. And, well, it seems like he got drafted by the perfect place. Perfect for Josh McDaniel's offense. Would have been perfect for Kyle Shanahan's offense. But any of those kind of offenses, Mike LaFleur, um, the offense, the other LaFleur up in up in New York right now, and Sean McVay and the Rams, Mac Jones would have absolutely mastered those kinds of offenses. Well, it seems he had it mastered so well, even though Cam had been there for a year, Mac Jones was teaching Cam Newton the Patriots playbook. Wow. Rob Nikovic... Mac Jones was helping Cam Newton learn the playbook. So, how did Mac Jones beat out Cam Newton? A former Patriots mainstay claims that Mac Jones showed a greater mastery of the offense. Linebacker Rob Nikovic recently claimed that the rookie knew the offense so well that he was helping Newton learn the playbook. Good grief. That's unacceptable at this point. That is just unacceptable. Jones was having fewer mental errors per Nikovic. Along with a better understanding of the offense, Nikovic also pointed out that Newton did not run the no-huddle offense or the two-minute drill in the preseason. Fewer than two weeks ago, however, Newton was the starter, according to Bill Belichick, and that's a fact. Jones took charge after Newton missed five days during the COVID, quote, misunderstanding. Maybe Jones would have supplanted Newton sooner than later, Newton's absence surely helped uh, helped, ha- helped it happen sooner. Well, look, the fact that he went into that last week and he lost so many reps, okay? Um, you know, it's not a situation where Belichick necessarily agrees with the, po- with the policy, but he understands that the policy affects availability, okay? And Mac Jones got basically 100 and. In three days, something like 170 first-team reps. And it was clear he could run it. Now, I've tried to be fair. Cam Newton had a good pre... He had a good training camp, a good mini camp, and flashed in the preseason. But but none of it did he dominate the way that Mac Jones did. Okay? And there was speculation that if in training camp they had roughly 21 organized practices, uh, Mac Jones won 20 of them is the understanding I had coming out of out of New England. Uh, well, that's dominant, okay? That's not close is what that is. And um, Mac Jones was making checks at the line, and he was adjusting the offensive line. 
and checking the defense, making changes to plays. He was doing things that Cam wasn't doing, okay, which is amazing, but it also shows you Mac, Mac Jones's football IQ is just superior to Cam Newton. I mean, look, it is well known that the Patriots' offense is one of the most complicated offenses in the NFL to master, but you should never have a rookie that's never played a game showing a former MVP things about the offense that the former MVP didn't know after playing there an entire year, an entire season, that is unacceptable. And that makes me question Cam Newton's football IQ, and it makes me question really his motivation. Okay, what do you have your head in that you haven't had your head in the playbook to the point it should be the other way around, right? He should be, Cam Newton should be showing Mac Jones how to run that Patriots offense. And Cam Newton didn't know it. Yikes. Yikes. And the thing about it is, the way the NFL works, flat out, um, you know, Bill Belichick may love him. But if somebody comes calling, for example, the Dolphins and Brian Flores, who's real tight with Belichick, and he says, hey, should we bring Cam in to be the backup here in, in Miami? And Bill goes, eh, eh. You know, I, I know you run essentially the same offense, but we're not too sure. I mean, Cam didn't put in the appropriate amount of time. What's going to happen? Cam's not getting that job. Now, I don't know that Bill would do that, but I would think he would be honest. I do. Mac Jones knew the offense better than Cam Newton. Per Rob Nikovic, who played there forever. Yikes. That's crazy. Tell me what you think, Black and White Live fans. I think we kind of suspected this kind of thing out of Cam, though, all these years. Didn't we? Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, guys, let's talk about the U.S. Open again. Women's side. We already did a video on Naomi Osaka. She lost, and she's stepping away from tennis yet again. I don't know what's going to happen with her in the future. Does not look very good. But let's talk about another player on the ATP Tour who took the L at the U.S. Open yesterday. I'm talking about 2017 U.S. Open champion Sloan Stevens. Now, Sloan Stevens lost to Angelique Kerber at the U.S. Open in three sets. Sloan Stevens, 2017 U.S. Open champion, has struggled the last few years, and her ranking has dropped all the way down to number 66 in the world. Angelique Kerber ranked higher, okay? But however, yet again, it seems like we have another athlete here that cannot handle the pressure. Sloan Stevens posted on social media an Instagram story. And she got a lot of backlash because she lost her match. These athletes today, they can't take any type of criticism, folks. And of course, you know, they want to play the victim. So let's go ahead. Let's dive into this. Sloan Stevens calls harassing messages after U.S. Open loss 
exhausting and never ending. I will say this. If you have a problem with responses on social media, get off social media. Why are these athletes and celebrities on social media? They want a brand build. That's the only thing. They want to be in the spotlight. But let's read this, guys. Sloan Stevens opened up about online abuse and harassment on her Instagram account Saturday, saying that, quote, this type of hate is so exhausting and never ending. Stevens, who lost a three set battle to Angelique Kerber on Friday after taking the first set, shared in her Instagram stories that angry strangers sent more than 2000 abusive messages to her Instagram account because they were, quote, upset by yesterday's result. Really? So you're triggered by that. Maybe I'm old school, guys, but social media and the, and the responses don't bother me. Now, Rhodes and I get millions of views a month on this channel here, folks. And, tr- and trust me, not every comment is friendly. We have some people in the comment section that absolutely bash us. Does it bother us? Does it bother me? Hell no. I don't care what other people think of me. But Sloan Stevens obviously cares about what people think of her. And this is a problem because this is social media. You shouldn't be caring about what people think about you. This is ridiculous. Quote, it's so hard to read messages like these. Stevens wrote, shared examples of some of the messages she received. Now, I'm not saying that I agree with people harassing her, you know, or saying bad things about her. I'm not about that. But if you're an athlete, you're in the limelight. You should expect these things to happen. Doesn't make it right, but you need to get mentally tough enough to handle all of this kind of pressure. She says the comments vary from vile curse words to abusing her for posting pictures of herself. One message threatened physical harm and said she should be banned from tennis and jail. Now, I'm definitely not on board with um, threatening physical harm. I'm not. That person is wrong. But that happens. It happens. Not right, but it does happen. Quote, this isn't talked about enough, but it's really freaking freaking sucks. Stevens wrote she ended the series of posts on a positive note, sharing encouraging messages she received and expressing happiness to have a strong support system. Quote, I'm choosing positive vibes over negative ones. Stevens wrote, I choose to show you guys happiness on here, but it's not always smiles and roses. Close quote. Well, of course not. This is what happens to. World-class athletes. I'm pretty sure not everybody was saying great things about Michael Jordan. We know a lot of people don't say great things about Serena Williams. But you know what? They, they were able to overcome that and still win. Maybe the problem is Sloan Stevens' game has declined. And she can't accept that. I mean, you went from the U.S. Open champion to being ranked number 66 in the world. And maybe your fans are not happy with your play. These athletes got to face it. When you do good, people are going to cheer for you. When you perform bad, guess what? They're not going to cheer for you. They're going to criticize you. And she can't take the pressure. These athletes need to grow up. But I blame the media because the, the media just protects all these athletes. 
And overall, guys, today, in today's world, you cannot criticize athletes, especially female athletes, because you're going to be called all kind of names. And we know the kind of names that you will be called if you criticize people, especially women. I'm not saying that I agree with the messages she was was receiving. But man, this is going to happen. The world is not all sunshine and rainbows. The world has mean people. Get off social media if you can't handle the pressure. And these athletes need to stop thinking that social media is the real world. It's not. It's not the real world. I can take the heat. That's why I'm still doing my job here on YouTube. I'm still putting out content. Yeah, we read the comments and people say mean stuff about me. People say mean stuff about Rhodes. Guess what? I don't give a damn. I don't let it affect me. I go out there. I do my job. I do what I got to do. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, black and white sports fans, you guys know that I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. You probably can actually tell from the shirt. Grew up a Cowboys fan, always has been a fan of the Dallas Cowboys. But man, it's been a lone, rocky road since the 1996 Super Bowl. The Cowboys actually going to be playing the defending Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who is their quarterback? That would be the GOAT, Tom Brady. Going after his unprecedented eighth Super Bowl championship, folks. I mean, that's just mind boggling to even say the man is the undisputed goat when it comes to the NFL. No doubt about it. Now, the Dallas Cowboys, they actually drafted a defensive player, third round pick, number 75 in the draft. His first name is Osa, and I'm not going to try to even pronounce his last name. It's pretty difficult. I'm sorry. So I'm just going to call him Osa. Okay. He has come out and he has taken a shot at Tom Brady before their first uh, the week one uh, matchup. Okay. Why is he tugging on the cape of Superman? Why is he doing this, folks? I have no idea why. This man is a rookie. He's never actually played against Tom Brady. And think of this, guys. This is just mind boggling here. Osa was born in 1998. Tom Brady rookie season was the year 2000. I mean, Tom Brady is old enough to be the father of this guy. Think, think of that, guys. That's just crazy to even think about. But let's dive into this. Cowboys rookie Osa takes little dig at Tom Brady ahead of week one showdown. Unreal. The rookie is not too impressed by the GOAT. Cowboys first year defensive tackle Osa seemed to take a shot at Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady when asked if the super seven time Super Bowl champion has a weakness in his game. Quote, he's not very mobile. I mean, you know, 
He's been playing for 21 years. The dude is a little older, not too mobile. I'd say that's probably what it is. Osa said Thursday, according to the Fort Worth Star Telegram, the third round pick out of UCLA was named a starter for the Cowboys September 9th season opener against Brady added, get him off the spot and his passer rating goes down by a lot. Wow, what an insult. So our role is super important this week as far as getting after him. Osa explained that Brady's declined mobility will allow Dallas to target him in an interior pass rush and get him off his spot, which causes his passer rating to drop. Now, guys, the Dallas Cowboys uh, defense last season was pathetic. It was pathetic. And now they're going up against an elite offense led by Tom Brady. I mean, I'm all for confident players here, but you're a rookie. And we know that Tom Brady listens to comments like this. He may not comment much on it, but he listens to this. And as soon as Osa messes up, misses his assignment, can't get to Brady, you know that Brady's going to get into his face. We've seen Tom Brady do something similar before in New England. Brady Brady listens to all this stuff, folks. He's listening to the uh, Matt Kellerman uh, Cliff Theory forever. He hears all of this, folks. He does. It goes on here. It says, quote, I think they they says it goes down by 50. The 23 year old said of the Cowboys scouting report. I think that was an error here by the New York Post. Osa, who the website said praised Brady before discussing his mobility, said the legendary QB will do his thing either way in this season opener. I feel like he's not a guy who's too worried about what I'm saying. He's obviously going to be aware of it, but he's he's been doing this for a while. Osa said people have been saying this, that and a third. Early on, Osa described the feeling to play against Brady as crazy, probably because, you know, um, the age difference here. And that actually does go on. It says he was playing football before I even knew what it was. Yeah, because you were born in 1998 and Brady, he he began his career in 2000. That's crazy. But guys, what do you think of this? What do you guys think of this cowboy rookie coming out and taking a shot at Tom Brady's mobility? I remember Stephen A. Smith used to say that um, Tom Brady uh, would be tap dancing in the pocket better than the late great Gregory Hines. And I believe that uh, Brady's um, pocket awareness. Now, Osa didn't mention that his pocket awareness is tremendous. Now, Tom Brady's not going to be running around, but hell, think of this. Cam Newton is a much better runner. Cam Newton can't even get a job right now. Tom Brady's the GOAT. He's the GOAT quarterback. And I don't like this rookie coming out and taking a dig like that. I get it that he was asked a question, but still, man, you're going up into the fire week one. You're going against the greatest quarterback of all time. And he's going to hear these things. And if you mess up, if you miss your assignment, he's going to get in your face and let you know it. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time.
Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Here we go again, black and white sports fans. Naomi Osaka, we need to talk about her once again because the defending U.S. Open champion on the ATP Tour has flamed out in the third round. And now, folks, her future is pretty bleak when it comes to tennis. Now, we saw what Naomi Osaka did at the French Open. She refused to talk to the media. She was playing the victim card, saying that she was dealing with depression and all this other stuff. She's going to take a break away from the sport. And she withdrew from the French Open. She was actually fined $15,000 for not uh, fulfilling her media obligations. And we know that some people in the media were screaming racism. While in the meantime, she was actually taking a break from tennis. She was out there doing photo shoots, promoting herself on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Was she actually really working on her mental health? I don't think so. And then she goes to the Olympics in Tokyo. Flames out there. And then she says, all right, I'm back. I'm going to play at the U.S. Open. And she is the defending champion. But however, folks, she got a butt kick yesterday. And it's over for her at the U.S. Open. And yet again, she wants to play the mental health card after she was wiped out in three sets by an 18-year-old that I don't think is really ranked that high. And now, folks, check this out. Naomi Osaka unsure when Nets match will be considering break from tennis for a while. Actually, actually, folks, she is walking away yet again. For how long? I don't know. Will this actually be an opportunity for her to actually work on her mental health? I'm not really sure because the last time it just meant I'm going to go out there and promote my brand, do photo shoots, swimsuit issues. That kind of thing. And folks, ever since she tried to start playing the victim at the French Open, she's been absolutely pathetic on the tour. And folks, I believe she's probably lost her edge. I'm not sure if Naomi Osaka will ever win a Grand Slam again. Now, she's won four tournaments, okay? She is strictly a hardcourt specialist, and the U.S. Open is on hardcourts. And now she's done. But let's read this. It says, after losing in the third round at the U.S. Open on Friday night, a tearful Naomi Osaka said she wasn't sure when she will next play a competitive tennis match and will be taking an indefinite break from the sport. In a news conference following the 5-7-6-7-6-6-4 loss to Layla Fernandez, Osaka told reporters the sport was no longer bringing her joy. Naomi Osaka says this, quote, I feel like for me recently, like when I win, I don't feel happy, Osaka said. I feel more like a relief. And then when I lose, I feel very sad. I don't think that's normal. Osaka began to cry. Here we go. And the moderator attempted to end the media session. But she said she wanted to continue. The same thing happened at another tournament as well. She started to cry and then the moderator steps in. I didn't even know there was really a moderator to tell you the truth. But it seems like, you know, these athletes don't want to answer 
any difficult questions. And when it comes to Osaka, if you ask a fair question, you're going to be accused of bullying this young lady. And it's ridiculous. She says, quote, basically, I feel like I'm kind of at this point where I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. And honestly, don't know when I'm going to play my next tennis match. Osaka said, I think I'm going to take a break from playing for a while. Then the news conference was then abruptly finished. The defending U.S. Open champion and a four time major winner, Osaka struggled throughout much of the match against the 18 year old Fernandez at Arthur Ashe Stadium, and her frustration was visible. She smashed her racket on the court and at one point threw it. Now, that is very much un Osaka like. She was later issued a warning for hitting a ball into the stands. After losing the second set tiebreaker, she left the court for a bathroom break with her head draped in a towel. You're talking about a person that is completely not mentally tough. And she hit the ball into the stands. And she only got a warning. I thought she actually got um uh, disqualified for something like that. I could be wrong. OK. Osaka has played sparingly since withdrawing from the French Open before a second round match in May. Before the tournament, Osaka says she wouldn't be participating in news conferences at Roland Garros, citing her mental health and a decision sparked a firestorm. She was fine after opting out of her immediate obligations following her opening round win and then withdrew from the event. Now, guys, I feel no sympathy for her whatsoever. The media, to tell you the truth, has been very, very fair with her. They're not allowed to ask her any type of hard questions. You know, after she lost in the U.S. Open here, she abruptly just ended the the media press conference. After she started crying, she gave a little statement and that was it. And yet you still can't criticize this young lady. These athletes today, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Naomi Osaka is very, very talented, especially when it comes to the hard courts. But I do believe she should be criticized for this because Novak Djokovic, remember, he has a tendency to do some of the things that Naomi Osaka was doing, smashing a racket, uh, throwing tennis balls, hitting them into the stands. He gets criticized for that. But yet when it comes to Naomi Osaka, she can't get criticized for that or else you'll be called a racist. This is ridiculous, folks. I mean, the media, they should be coming after her for this because yet again, she loses and then she wants to walk away. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.